Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I am still recovering and just did not have the energy to record another uh, episode for this week. So I, I honestly can't believe I am doing this, but I am sharing an, an excerpt from an expert call that we had with Dr. Eddie Caparucci in our paid community. Um, guys, this is like unbelievably valuable content. And, um, you know, to, to honor the people who have actually paid money to, to get some of this stuff. Uh, I'm not sharing all of it. Uh, we usually do Q and A's and we do a bunch of stuff with our experts. That's, uh, very interactive and a lot of fun. Um, but I am giving you a little taste of, um, of a really cool teaching we got from Dr. Caparucci, uh, about his new recent, um, his, his recent book, uh, where he talks about, I believe it's the 14 blind spots of men. Um, I'm going to get the actual, uh, the actual title. I apologize. I'm, I'm dealing with some sick brain here. Um, so I'm, I'm just, not as sharp as I normally am, but we'll make sure that the show notes have all the links that you guys would need um, so that you could, you know, go get the resources if you want more. Um, but this will give you a little bit of a taste of an expert call. We bring in an expert every month into our community and um, they are some of my favorite times personally because uh, I always learn a lot from our experts, but then we just see our clients get all kinds of breakthroughs because they actually get to ask like specific questions uh, to the experts and they get very specific answers as a result. And so, um, so this is a really cool team. Teaching uh, from Dr. Caparucci. I hope you enjoy it. My gift to you, and just my way of saying thanks. You know, I like we don't really share this kind of stuff that often because it's super valuable. Um, but I really do appreciate you guys. You know, we've crossed a uh, hundred thousand downloads a while back now, and um, the podcast just continues to grow. And I know it's because you guys are spreading the word. You're sharing this with friends, family, all that kind of stuff. And we really could not do this without you. So I don't mind being a little bit above and beyond in my generosity back to you. And uh, if you do find some value in this, or maybe you know somebody that needs this, please uh, don't be hesitant to spread the word or leave a rating or review on your platform. All those things matter tremendously. Um, you might feel like it's just a little old me it's just one share it's just one review uh one rating whatever uh trust me it all counts and it means the world to me so if you're willing to do that i really appreciate it but in the meantime guys enjoy this little snippet uh from an expert call with dr eddie caparucci so here's the million dollar question how are men like us who work hard have good motives and a god-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Your book, Healing the Inner Child, has, has really impacted a lot of guys, and I did want to touch on that maybe as a starting point. For somebody who maybe is hearing the term inner child and is kind of saying, Eddie, what the heck are you talking about? Um, can you just explain that that conceptually as a starting point? Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that there are three components that really impact everyone who deals with an addiction. One, unresolved childhood pain points, okay, whether it be trauma or neglect or both. Two, and this is a very critical one, our inability to sit with emotional distress. We can't sit with emotional pain. And three, the fact of being emotionally undeveloped. And again, what I mean by that is emotionally immature. And not emotionally immature that we're sitting here and we're whiners. We're emotionally immature because we did not get the skill set we needed at a younger age, you know, there's stages of childhood development. So to answer the question, though, what about um, 
the inner child. The inner child to me is locked in this time warp between the age of maybe four and 14, 15. And he's surrounded, surrounded by all of the negative events that happened to us as we were growing up. And what happened with our inner child is we suffer a negative event today. And what he does, the kid reaches into his storage unit and he pulls out something that seems very, very similar to what we're going through. So therefore, if our intensity on a scale of one to 10 because of this negative event would maybe a three. By the time the kid pulls out what he's thinking about, that intensity's got up to like a seven or an eight. Now, remember what I said to you, the second problem, can't sit with emotional distress. Well, as we sit here and we're just feeling a sense of discomfort grow within us, what are we going to do? I, I can't sit with this. So what I do, I run away. I run away to distract myself with something that is going to be stimulating. It is something we learned at a very young age. And what we did is somewhere along the line, we stumbled across porn and sex. And we're like, oh my God, this is like the mother of all stimulation. And it really helped me to fully distract myself. So that gives you a quick idea of what the inner child is. He, again, it's not someone, he, he doesn't go away. What we do is we learn to stay one step ahead of the kid. <laughs> yeah, that's really well said. So maybe for somebody who just heard that and is feeling the daggers to their heart because they know um, there's some relevance there to their own story. Um, obviously, th we're talking about like pretty deep work here. I know it's uh, it's really the centerpiece of even our course and our program is working through parts of the past and healing that inner child because it is so critical. Um, but I don't do you have any best practices or just some general words of wisdom for somebody as they do explore that that area that could be really uncomfortable and painful and, and everything else? Yeah, well, and, and I think I think that's exactly where I would go is the idea that, yes, I know it's painful. I know it hurts. However, it's really critical. We have to, at some point, learn to face our pain. Because if we don't, all we're going to do is we're just going to continue to keep running. It's like head down, running through life. That is not the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be mature enough that we can handle this emotional distress. And again, you surround yourself with good people, reliable people who you can turn to and share when you're having a difficult time going back and looking at some of the trauma and some of the neglect that you went through. Mm. And, but really what's very important to understand, it's not going to kill you. See, see, you're no longer that pre-adolescent or adolescent trying to deal with the pain. You're an adult and you have other resources and tools, good, healthy ones at your disposal that you can reach out to and use to help you as you go through that process. Okay, really good, really good. So I, I think that what's kind of undergirding a lot of your messaging here, which is really helpful, is that whole part of emotional development emotional maturity, emotional intelligence. And I know that's something that you're, you're really big on these days because uh, you were finding, if I recall correctly, from when I read the manuscript of your book, you were finding that you were getting guys healed of porn addiction, and that was awesome. And then they were shocked to find out that when they went back to their wives, free of their addiction, they still had issues. Um, trust hadn't healed and everything else. So 
maybe for guys who are perplexed by that concept, um, whether they're single or, or maybe I know there's a bunch of married guys here on the screen as well. Can you maybe just explain why, why is that the case? Why is it that a wife is not overjoyed that her husband has finally got free of a porn addiction? Yeah, because again, it's the idea that being sober is not enough. So therefore, again, what, what is a woman looking for? She's looking for security. She's looking for safety. She wants a sense that, oh, you know what? This will never happen again. I will not be blindsided. Well, how do they get that? Well, they get that. How do, will they know? How will they realize, oh, you know what? His worst of acting out is rather low. I mean, you're just telling them, oh, I'm not doing X, Y, or Z anymore. It's not enough. That's not enough for them. Hmm. Okay, because you used to say I wasn't doing it before and lying in most cases or when you got caught, you lied about it. So therefore, it's the idea of for them, they need to see substantial changes in you that are different from the way you used to be before. So, for example, and this is part of the blind spot that I outlined, there are many men who, what I say, are inwardly focused okay we we think more about ourselves and what we want than we do about others around us and we may not do it in a way because we're just so selfish although that's what it looks like but it's again when we were younger we got the sense that there's nobody there for me so i have to be there for me i can't rely on anybody else so you become very inwardly focused they lack curiosity what do I mean by that? I don't mean that, oh, they're not curious in sports or politics or science or cooking. You know, you could be curious in all that. You're not curious in people in the sense that you will drill down deeper to understand what they're about, what they need, what are they dealing with, to, to feel those emotions that come on. Um, we lack mindfulness. We have a low emotional IQ. As I said, there are 14 of them, but if a wife is seeing the same behavior that she saw before, before you wound up getting sober, she's going to sit there and say, wait a second, I don't see anything different. You still come home and you plant yourself on the couch. You still, you know, are glued to your phone. You, you still don't really have time for me or the kid. You know, you still rather go, you know, you're more focused on your fantasy football than you are anything else but yet you're telling me you're sober and I should be happy and fine well if if I don't see changes here how can I be sure that you've made changes when I can't be with you so mm -hmm. that's the whole premise of it it is for us to be able to go again continue to go deeper so that we become trans we become transformed it is the changing of our hearts, and therefore we become the new guy, the guy that that woman really admires, really wants to be with, the guy, the man who we should have always been, but we did not get the tools that we needed to help us get there. Yeah, okay, really helpful. And I, I like what you were saying at the end, because I can just imagine, um, I'm even thinking of Sathya a few years ago would have heard that and said, oh, so she just needs to see me acting differently perfect, I'll just modify the behavior, you know, I'll just put on the front or I'll make sure like, you know, I'm doing the right thing, so to speak. Um, but obviously what you're suggesting is doing the inner work and then that being the byproduct. Eventually she's going to see, okay, he is actually different. 
Absolutely. Um, so maybe we can go through those 14 blind spots um, and I might I might pick out one or two that we can kind of double down on because obviously uh, 14 would be a, a lot to go through um, each of them in depth. But um, yeah. do, do you have them available, Eddie? Can we can we go I through do. those 14? I do. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's, let's so do it. I'll run, I'll run through them quickly. One, I have several I mentioned already. Avoiding emotional pain. We can't okay. see without emotional distress. The lack of curiosity. Uh, we're hypersensitive. We're hypersensitive to rejection criticism, being falsely accused. I see people shaking their heads. <laughs> it's like they, <laughs> they, they agree with this stuff. Right? We struggle to connect, to emotionally bond. Again, we're inwardly focused. I talked about that. We lack mindfulness. We have the low emotional IQ. What is what the low emotional IQ? There's three components. One, I can't really tell you what I truly feel. I can tell you that I'm, if I'm sad, if I'm angry, if I'm fearful, if I'm happy, but I can't drill down and put other word to emotion. Second, mm -hmm. even if I could, there's this fear of being vulnerable and sharing my emotion. But somewhere along the line, I got the message that, oh, sharing emotions is not a good thing. You know, all you're going to do is get ridiculed for it or mocked or, or just ignored, perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, I have something called the high... Hide, H-I-D-E, and lie syndrome. This is where we learn at a very young age that, you know what? It is better to blend in with the furniture and not be noticed. Because when I get noticed, when I'm out there, I usually get in trouble. Or, and if I lie, I've come to the conclusion that, you know what? Telling the truth doesn't give me any less punishment. So let me take a chance and see if I can get away with it by lying. And that, again, we take into our adult world. Uh, many of the men who deal, who are emotionally undeveloped, they have very limited passions, very limited interests. They don't have a whole lot of hobby. In most cases, they don't have a whole lot of friends. They may have a lot of acquaintances, but they don't have the real friends. They struggle to connect with God. You know, think about it. If it's difficult to connect with people who I who you can see, you can hear, you can touch, how much more difficult is it to connect with a spiritual being? It's almost it's almost impossible. It feels like at times. Hmm. Um, of course, they suffer from compulsive and impulsive behavior. No explanation needed there. They also suffer from mood and sometimes medical disorders. The mood disorders are anxiety and depression. Anxiety and depression are cousins. Though so if I'm anxious, my likelihood of being depressed is not very high. If I start to become very depressed, my anxiety level is low. So what happens here is that you see this crossover back and forth. Many of these men again, who are emotionally undeveloped, have suffered from a very low-grade depression most of their life. They have this very flat effect. They don't get too high. They don't get too low. You know, called dysthemia or dysthemia, whichever way you want to pronounce it. And basically, what I call, I call it the Eeyore depression. Whatever. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Not good enough. Whatever. Yeah, that, but that's what it is. 
and and you don't realize it. Many times we go through our life, we don't realize we've been living in this depression, depressed state, or we've been living with this anxiety that we have. Um, and then the final one, there are two others, I'm sorry. One is lack of contentment. Just a sense that this is life. This is it. Wow. Kind of sucks. Wish it was more. Just got a sense of fulfillment. And finally, there's fear. And fear actually runs through almost all of these blind spots that we have. Right. We, in fact, actually, I think fear is a driving force in almost any disorder that we deal with. But fear is something that cripples us. And what happens is, again, in those early stages of childhood development, if you're not taught those stages, what's going to happen is you're not going to know how to emotionally connect. And then you're going to see other people who are doing it, and you're going to be very fearful, and you're going to feel inadequate that I don't, I can't do this. So many times you're going to withdraw and I'm going to say, you know what, I'm not even going to try because I'm going to say something stupid. Hey, everybody, it's Thea again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.